Your number one Christian hit station presents Dog Watch. Former San Antonio police officer, author, and pastor, Tim Rupp, takes you through real-life scenarios and discusses excerpts from his books. You've never heard cop talk quite like this. Dog Watch starts now. Hello and welcome to Dog Watch. I'm Tim Rupp in the Rev.FM studio in beautiful Idaho Falls. Here with me is the station manager, Gary Austin. Hello, here Gary. Here we are, Tim Rupp. Yes, here we are again, September. And you know, the colors are going to be changing soon. Yes, they are. You know, cool weather's moved in. and I love fall. Fall, yeah, fall, yeah. Fall's a good time of year. It's you know, the, the winds usually die down, not, not so windy. Mm-hmm. In the spring, a lot of wind. Summer... You know, occasional space in the afternoons. Right. But fall, temperatures are nice. Mm-hmm. Winds are down. Colors are changing. Speaking of colors, next month I'm headed to Arkansas. Yes, you for are. The, for, the, for the colors rally. Later this month, I'm going to be in Boise teaching a, a seminar, uh, a couple training days to Boise PD chaplains. Oh, we know. And, and others. They're, they're, they got, I think they got 10 they're going to ask, and then other chaplains are going to be there. And then at the end of September, I'm going to be in Oregon. Ah, love che- Oregon. Teaching, teaching chaplains there. I'll be darned. So, where, yeah. where at in Oregon? Uh, southern, South Central Oregon, oh, uh, nice. Grants Pass. Oh, cool. Grants Pass. Okay. <clears throat> so oh, I'm going to be there uh, teaching. Uh, I think it's. I, th- I think I'm staying in Grants Pass or teaching in Grants or something, but it's a, a Southern Central Oregon. Huh. I'm going to be there. Very so. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, got back from... Uh, San Antonio, made a trip yeah. down there. Spoke at my cool. dad's the church. My dad, my my dad, uh, planted in back in night 80, 87, I think it was. No, eighty. What am I thinking? Before then, hmm. seventy seven. Yeah, oh. yeah, seventy seven. Because I was in high school still. Hmm. I was in the last couple of years of high school. Yeah, seventy seven. So spoke at, spoke at their forty seventh cool. anniversary. Wow, that was cool. Oh. Yep. Anyways, glad to be back in the studio. Glad to be back in Idaho Falls and yeah. uh, doing the show again. here for you, Gary. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Hey, man, we got – so we're going to talk about some things. Speaking of Texas, we're going to talk about some shootings that happened in Texas and things mm-hmm. that happened in Texas. But we've got some interesting Officer Down stuff today. This is – when I read this, Gary, I was just – I was amazed. Yeah. This, you I know, it's, it's a, a page and a half. Uh. But I read it. I said, oh, my goodness. So this this took place in Carnes County, Texas. Hmm. Not far from where my parents live. My parents live in Wilson County. In fact, some of this takes place in Wilson County. Okay. So uh, the, the officer that we're uh, honoring today is Sheriff Isham Lafayette Fate Elder. So it went by Fate, for, okay. short for Lafayette. Hmm. So, Fate Elder, Sheriff Elder. Okay. And, it, and this took place on Monday, September 6th, today, 1886. Uh, so, th- there's a, and I'm, I'm not going to read through here, but there were uh, two, two officers were killed, four others were shot, and two bad guys were shot. Shortly before noon, <clears throat> on Monday, May May. Uh, on Monday, September 6th, 1886, Sheriff Elder was sitting outside the polling place at uh, Dalyville. Sheriff Elder observed Juan Coy and Espinazo Garcia, or Garza rather, ride into town. Coy was, was wanted in connection for a murder that occurred in Floresville in Wilson County. 
So that's where my parents lived in Wilson County. Okay. Coy and Garza dismounted and each took a Winchester rifle out of his out of his house scabbard. So this is like a Western man. These two hoodlums <laughs> come into town, get off their horses, take the Winchesters out. It was a violation of the law for carrying firearms within a half mile of a polling place unless by anyone except lawmen. William G. Butler, a wealthy rancher. This is the wealthy <laughs> the rancher. Movie. Here we go. Employed Coy and Garza. Butler and Sheriff Elder had some hard feelings between them. Butler believed Sheriff Elder assisted in the killing of his son, Emmett, some 20 months earlier. Oh, my goodness. We got bad blood here, man. Yeah. You see a book coming out of this? I do. Coy and Garza began firing at Sheriff Elder. So Sheriff Elder is sitting there, uh-huh. and these guys get off their horses and are shooting at him. The sheriff drew his pistol and attempted to fire, but his pistol misfired. Sykes Butler, 18 years old. Now, this would have been the 18-year-old son of the wealthy Oh, okay. Of the wealthy guy uh-huh. that set all this up. 18 years old, approached behind sheriff, the sheriff and fired a shot into the back of his head. Elder fell to the ground dead. So these two guys were diversions. Oh, They went up there and started sure. shooting at him. And this guy snuck up behind him, shot to the back of the head. Wow. Deputy Bud Elder was fired on. <clears throat> Bud Elder must have been his son or somebody, somebody, uh, Related to the to the sheriff, I would assume. Deputy Bud Elder was fired on by Coy and Garza and seriously wounded. Bud Elder wounded William Butler. <laughs> so he shot Butler, the 18-year-old that murdered the sheriff. An unknown person then walked up to Deputy Elder and shot him in the head, killing him instantly. So somebody shot him. Oh, my goodness. Deputy Jack Bailey realized the bad tactical situation that he was in and ran for cover in a, in a yard near the store with his pistol in his hand. As De- Deputy Bailey was in the yard, someone shot him and he fell. As Deputy Bailey fell, he was lying face down on the ground. He was then shot two more times. Later, it was determined that Deputy Bailey had never fired his gun. Bailey had been shot in the right leg and his knee was shattered. So doctors oh had to goodness. amputate his his leg he died the following day on September 7th of his wounds. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Fate Elder was born on December 23rd, 1851 in Helena, Helena, Texas. He was married to Elizabeth Jane Roebuck and had three children. Sheriff Elder was appointed by Carnes County Commissioner's Court on January 5th, 1885 and served until his death on September 6th, 1886. He was the second sheriff in Corns County to be shot and killed in the line of duty in 18 months. <laughs> all, all three dead lawmen, there were three de- that were killed, uh, were buried at Helena's uh, Cemetery, but only Bud Elder's grave can still be visited. 34 years old. Wow. One year and 18 months he served. That is that's quite a story. A story. That is, that's a story that's destined to be a movie or something man. the next next book the next book man <laughs> i you know i i had a gig my my editor said when are you going to write another western i want more i want it so yeah I, i'm i got another one in the in the work well we'll talk about another book when i'm writing another novel and maybe that'll be a follow-up another book. series or something that'll be cool we'll, we'll see awesome <laughs> what do you got there gary well this is uh police officer sean c peak um, Bridgeton Police Department out of New Jersey. 
September 6th of 2020, end of watch. Um, so police officer Sean Peak died several hours after attempting to rescue a suspect who had jumped into the uh, Cohansi, Cohansi? Cohansi River near the Washington Street Bridge. Um, so this officer and other officers had responded to the Bridgeton Fire Department EMT satellite station after a woman was observed uh, damaging an ambulance. Officer Peak observed the suspect run into the woods near the bridge and then either fall or jump into the river. Officer Peak entered the river in an attempt to rescue the woman but became distressed due to his equipment. The woman was able to swim to the opposite side of the river while other officers assisted, assisted Officer uh, Peak out of the water. Other officers took the woman into custody on the opposite side of the river. She was subsequently charged with several counts of burglarizing city facilities and destruction of property. And so Officer Peak was treated at a local hospital and released to go home where he passed away a short time later. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say what he um, died from, but uh, he served with the Bridgeton Police Department for 15 years. He was 49. Wow. And that's yeah, I was wondering what, tour, what, what was the cause of death. I, I don't know. Obviously, it was on duty, so something he picked up there. and You know, you think like hypothermia and stuff, but if he was released to go back home, yeah, you know, you would think he would be okay. Yeah. So I, mean, that's, I don't, that's strange, I don't know. man. That's. But maybe, um, maybe it had something to do with being distressed. You know, it says yeah, that he yeah. became distressed due to his equipment. So um, just, yeah, I don't know, heart issue or I don't, I don't know. Could, yeah, it sounds but, like it's probably something like that. That's yeah. you know, but but the thing and and uh, uh, last week you talked about officers killed in a helicopter accident. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we always think of officer. we think of danger, we think of police officers being shot, you know, mm-hmm. exactly, and, and things like that, getting car accidents. But yeah, oh, there's, there's, there's a, a helicopter accidents. I mean, policemen just do dangerous stuff, jump into rivers to save people. Yeah. And that happens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The canals here, we've had officers jump into the canals to save people here, you know, and you never hear about anything. They just, they just go on their merry way and they're just, you know, they just do their job daily. It's a dangerous, You know, and I I, I thought, too, this was interesting, um, and I actually, I highlighted this part because um, it says that the uh, Officer Peak entered the river in an attempt to rescue the woman. Right. Versus trying to capture the woman. Um, So I thought that was interesting, and another officer putting his life in danger, so the article says to rescue her. So, I mean, you, you come, you turn from, from chasing down a bad guy or gal to rescuing them. Yeah. You yeah. know, so very, uh, very so, you know, and that's, that's so honorable, especially after yeah. uh, last week we talked about the officers, uh, in, in, in Missouri and, uh, or, um, uh, Mississippi rather. But then we have this officer here that, that goes out of his way to, you know, and dies trying to save somebody that he was, mm-hmm. you know, chasing. Yeah, and how scary for that officer too. Yeah. Actually, you know, being being distressed, you know, risking your life that way, and yeah. then recognizing, I I I am in trouble. You know, yeah. I I need to be rescued. So the other officers, you know, rescued him. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's too bad. Yeah. 
Anyway, so we're going to talk about a couple. I came across this code article. I, I was kind of surprised. This, this is out of San Antonio. So my my alma mater. Yeah. Can we say that? Or uh-huh. My my former police department. Yeah. They arrested this guy. Police. Let me read this here. It says <clears throat> the police in San Antonio. This is from the Associated Press, August the eighth. So just about a month ago, police in San Antonio took Nathan James Cruz into custody Monday on charges of making threats to a public place and a family member. The 17-year-old was being held in the Bear County Jail on a $160,000 bond, Tuesday jail's records show. According to police and court records, Cruz is the cousin of Salvador Ramos, the 18-year-old Uvalde resident who authorities say fatally shot 19 students and two teachers at Robb Elementary School in 2022. Wow. So here you have the 17-year-old cousin of the guy. And uh, we're going to read about how he was caught and all that stuff later. But I want to point something out to you. You notice it says he's 17 years old. In Texas, 17-year-old, legally, by law, you're considered an adult. Hmm. You go to adult jail. You go to big boy jail. Oh, that don't happen here. In in, in, a, in most of your states, if you're 17, you go to juvie. Mm-hmm. Not in Texas. If you're 18, the only thing you're old enough to do is go to jail. Wow. You know, yeah. I remember I arrested a I arrested a 17 year old for a capital murder. He had just turned 17. Oh my goodness. And uh, he had he had murdered a guy, and uh, we booked him to jail, mm-hmm. and and he got the death penalty. And it would have wow. been, it, it was the youngest, ever convicted. To the death penalty, sentenced to the death penalty. It it they they reduced it later to life in prison, I think. But he would have been he would have been the youngest, seventeen years old. My goodness. So you know, well, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they do know what they're doing. Seventeen, yeah. though, they know darn well what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, anyways, we got the seventeen-year-old. I digress, as they say. Uh, police waited more than an hour to confront. Uh, to kill Ramos. That's that's about the uh, shooting at Rob Elementary. We know we know about that. The mm-hmm. charges against Cruz stem from his mother calling the police to tell them he was also threatened to open fire at a school, and it said he'd he'd shoot his sister. What a great guy! Hmm. I'm going to kill all the kids. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to shoot my sister. According to an arrest affidavit obtained by local news outlets, the San Antonio Express News reports the mom also told officers she overheard Cruz trying to obtain a rifle over the phone. Cruz denied making any threats when, investi- when interviewed by detectives, according to a court record. The Bear County Public Defender's Office, which is representing him, declined to comment. Following the massacre, at massacre in Uvalde, Texas, Governor Abbott waved, waved off calls for tougher gun laws. And he said, that, he said after the mass shootings in at the Sutherland Springs Church in 2017, in El Paso in 2018, the issue didn't return to Texas didn't turn Texas voters away from voting for the Republican. So here we have a story. The police did a good job. The mom, I'm glad the mom turned in her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's good because a lot of moms, they, they just, oh, my, my precious criminal little kid would never do nothing wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. She'd recognize that. You know, I don't know why, how this kid went awry. You know, mom, dad, I don't, where, where's dad at? Anyways, mom called him in. He got arrested, $160,000 on but then they turn the story gary to governor abbott and tougher gun laws 
Mm-hmm. It's not gun laws. No. They started this. And then they bring up the mass shooting at Sutherland Springs. And then they said the issue didn't turn Texas voters away from the Republican. Yeah. Governor Abbott's a good governor. Mm-hmm. He wasn't governor when I left. When I left, it was uh, still Rick Perry. Mm. Rick Perry's a good governor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg Abbott, you know, I, I, I follow Greg Abbott, yeah. you know, the news and stuff. He's mm-hmm. a good governor. He's a great governor for Texas. Yeah. You see him all the time at the border. I know. You know, doing all that stuff and out at the <laughs> yeah. border and stuff. He's And, yeah, Texans are still voting him in because they want him in. Mm-hmm. And then, then we got this thing out of the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court... There was there's a law that's going forward against ghost guns, and and oh, okay. what what they say a ghost gun is, Gary, a ghost gun is a gun that that you put together. Let's say you put together a gun yourself, you made it, and there's no serial number on it because mm. it's made by Gary Austin mm-hmm. or it's made by Tim Rupp. There's no serial number on it. Well, federal law says that you need to take that and you you need to get a serial number put on. There's certain restrictions. You have to do it this way. It's got to be this this this. And then you get it registered with the uh, uh, Federal Bureau uh, 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 ATF, and uh, then it's a legal gun hmm. because it, then it's legally a gun and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But these ghost guns, they just put them together, and they're and so and what they've gone further. The the Biden administration has gone further and said parts of a gun must have serial numbers and they were considered to be a gun. So if you just have a piece of a gun, they said, well, that's a firearm. And the court objected or uh, uh, Texas, there's people in Texas that objected to that. And the Supreme Court, yeah, we're going to we're going to follow this through. And and uh, says she's. it says this. Well, I'm going to read this. The Supreme Court reinstated a regulation aimed at reining in proliferation of ghost guns, firearms without serial numbers that have been turning up at crime scenes across the nation in increasing numbers. The court on Tuesday voted 5-4 to four to put hold on a ruling from a federal judge in Texas that invalidated the Biden administration's regulation on ghost guns. The regulations will be in effect while the administrative administration appeals the ruling to the Fifth uh, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans and the and potentially the Supreme Court. This is probably going to go to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined with the court's three liberal members from the uh, to form a majority. Justice Samuel Alito. Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Clarence Thompson would have kept the regulation on hold during the appeals process. Neither side provided an explanation. So you see how the court was split. Roberts and Barrett went with the liberal justice to make a, a, a majority. The new rule, it says, the new rule was issued last year and changed the definition of a firearm under federal law to include unfinished parts, like the frame of a handgun or the receiver of a long gun. So they can be tracked more easily. Hmm. And uh, what the article says that hey, uh, if if the law is going to be changed, let let the Congress change the law of a definition of a firearm. Don't let the court do it. And I would agree with that. The, yeah, the, me the, too. The legislature, they're the legislative branch. They make the laws. Mm-hmm. The courts don't make the laws. The courts enforce the laws and interpret exactly. the laws. So I think the courts are overstepping their boundaries here. And uh, let the legislature, if they want to change it, then the legislation can do that. But the big thing is, Gary, here we are with violence again. And, uh, you know, we're always talking about violence on the show. Well, it's aimed at police, and police live in a violent world. That's that's what we talk about here. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
But this goes to a new book that's that's out. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. So cool. the, the name of the book is Saving America. I like it. Good title. Good. Good. I'm glad. You know, and, and I wrote it, and it, it it came to me, and I started reading it. And, and what, I, what I wrote it for, Gary, was what's wrong with America? I asked, how did we get where we're at? Where are we at, first of all? Mm-hmm. Where are we at? And, and I looked in the Bible, in, in Hosea chapter 4, and it talks about where, where Israel was at at that time. And Israel was a place where there was bloodshed in the streets constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, that sounds like America. You know, we, we just, what are we talking about all the time? Mm-hmm. We're talking about these things. Bloodshed, exactly. is, the Bible says bloodshed follows bloodshed. And the reason for that in Israel in 800 B.C. was because they had no knowledge of God. I'm like, how could Israel, of all nations, have no knowledge of God? Now, that doesn't mean they didn't know who God was. It means they had no intimate knowledge of God. They, they, didn't, they didn't have a relationship with God. He was just one of many gods, and they were, went on their merry way and all that kind of stuff. It, and, and the Lord, he said, I have a controversy with my people. And, and the Lord laid it on not only the people, but also on the priest. Mm. That you're not teaching these people. And, and we haven't done that in America. We, we talked about last couple of shows about having a spiritual foundation. And I believe we lost that in America. Mm-hmm. We, we've lost that. So I go through this this book, it's 11 chapters. It's an easy read, Gary. I have questions at the end. And so people can use it for a study if they want to. But, but I talk about like in, in chapter, after the introductory chapter, in chapter two, I talk about, does God exist? Do we even know? How can we know? And I kind of examine that as a policeman would for the existence That's of awesome. God. And then I talk about uh, God's nature and and how He's a triune God and things like this and it, I go through it simply, and because what I want to do, I've got children. Two children are uh, millennials. One's uh, Generation X, mm. and then I have grandchildren. I don't know what they call them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their, their generation is now. <laughs> but there are some things that that our millennials need to know. Not only our millennials, our older people too, mm-hmm. and our young people, and and they need to know truth, Gary. They do. They, they there's a absence of truth in this country, and things have consequences. And so I, I take this book, I go through it. Maybe we can talk about it in the future. Uh, people may get it and write in and have questions. It's available mm-hmm. on, on Amazon. If you want to order in bulk from uh, from me, then you can go to the strongblueline.org. And if you order twenty more books, I can get it to you at, at, at a discount there. But uh, I'm excited to see where this book's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting, do, so. Tim. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate I'm excited that. Excited to read it. And uh, here we are at the end of another. I know it. Podcast so or radio show. What do you call it? Like. Radio show, podcast, podcast, archive yeah. show, whatever episode. It, it's a lot. Episode, <laughs> episode. Hey, thanks for listening in. If you have a topic or question you want addressed on Dog Watch, send me an email. You can email suggestions, questions, or comments or complaints to dogwatchatherev.fm. Dogwatchatherev.fm. You want to copy that book, just go to the I'm Amazon. Just type in my name, Tim Rupp, and then go to my book section. You'll, you can find my the books I've written there. Saving America is the name of this book. Saving America. Thought from the good book today? There is no 
no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. Thank you for joining us. Remember, make the watch strong. Dog Watch is brought to you by the Strong Blue Line and your number one Christian hit station. Send your comments and questions to dogwatch at therev.fm. You can download the Dog Watch episodes from therev.fm as well as offer your financial support for this program. Be encouraged, be strengthened, be enabled in your faith with Dog Watch.